BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey, what's up? I'm Pendarvis Harshaw, the host of KQED's Right Nowish podcast. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Mike, check, check one, check two. Are we here? All right, we're here right now-ish. Hey there, I'm Jorge Olivares, and you may have heard my name over the past few weeks because... I have been producing this wonderful Adorn series that Right Nowish has been doing this whole summer. And you've heard the main producer of that show, Marisol Medina Cadena, go on this journey to figure out all of the different definitions of adornment that she can ascribe to herself. When it comes to items like clothing, jewelry, flowers in the home, there's just been a lot of opportunity to really explore what adornment looks like. So I'm excited because Marisol is here with me in studio as we talk about these past few weeks, what they've looked like for her, especially as the person who's trying to figure out what adornment is. And we'll get into all of that right after the break. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Well, Marisol, I'm excited for us to break this all down together. Hey, Jorge. Me too. Let's get into it. Before we get into the specifics of each of these different episodes, we've had a chance to talk about this a little bit before. But why center adornment? Because it's funny. It's a word that we don't really use in our daily conversation. But it's something that we're mindful of at all times as just like humans operating in this world. Three out of the four guests for this Adorn series were all creatives, business owners that I've just been a fan of for the last like 
three years and I've wanted to like dive into their crafts, whether it be floristry, jewelry making or clothing design, um, because those are art forms that we haven't really had on the show before. And so I was like, ah, what is like the common through line here? And it's the way we adorn ourselves, our spaces. It's that intentional decoration, if you will. For me, I think a lot of people might think adorned as luxury, but I'm trying to reframe adorned, I think, to just talk about those intimate actions. They don't have to be very elaborate or evolved for it to make us feel special, for it to make us feel alive. And I think in my own day-to-day life, I'm very clumsy. I just feel rushed all the time. I don't always give myself that space and slowness to like adorn myself, really. Uh I love watching my homegirls get ready or even my own mother get ready. That's just such a beautiful ritual. I love watching other people do, but I feel like I've never known how to really do that for myself. And so I kind of wanted to push myself to like, I could have that for myself as well. You've been very explicit in saying to our audience members that you are on this journey. You're feeling a little funky with yourself. You're, you don't quite know where to place yourself. And that's part of the reason that motivated you to, to, to pursue this series. So we walk alongside you as you experience these elements of adornment. So with Mauricio Garcia, first episode we did in the series, you're smelling some of his original perfumes. And then later on in the series, you are going through the racks of Sofia Mitty's clothes. You're having Chelsea Michaelino Kalalai make you a piece of jewelry. Like you are doing all of this in real time. So what was it like? We'll start with Mauricio to just have that experience caught on tape. Mauricio, for example, he brought not only the finished perfumes but like the individual fragrances that go into the perfume. And so it was this whole ritual like where he had me smell the individual ingredients and guess them before he showed me the finished product. And so it was like he was getting me in this state of mind to just like really slow down and really use all of my senses. I think it affected me. Like I really think since that episode I've been trying to be a lot more mindful and methodical as I'm prepping myself for the day. Again, I'm using this word ritual interchangeably with adornment because I am, I really saw how these different creatives use their craft as a ritual, right? It's not something you could just whip out, bada bing, bada boom. Mm -hmm. It's like there is intention behind it, process, It's something that just is a product of intention and reflection. Most of what we think about with adornment is clothing, and that's Sophia's specialty. So let's talk about the the chance that you had to go into her studio called The Stew. Uh, It's in South San Francisco. And just see a variety of clothes that maybe you did see for yourself or maybe you didn't see for yourself or can now see for yourself. Yeah. Okay, so... Sophia Mitty, for folks who haven't listened to that episode yet, she makes colorful utility pants. I'm talking like straight leg pants with deep pockets. 
these are pants construction workers wear, right? Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I really, again, wanted to avoid this idea of like people's natural assumptions that clothing always has to be luxurious. And so I think she was kind of this perfect fit where it's like she's doing clothing, but it's not like this high-end fashion that we can't necessarily wear on our everyday lives. It's very utilitarian. And I think that really resonated with me because I love practical things. But like I <laughs> want my all. practical things to have character, to have flavor. Like seeing all these raw elements and then seeing her finished product, it was like, wow. You know, that is such skill to transform raw product into something. So when you were talking with Sophia, and I think something that she highlighted a lot was, if you can't find the thing that best represents you, just make it yourself. And I'm sure that that was fun to be able to like talk that process out with somebody. My mom in a previous life was a clothing designer. She had her own line here in Oakland. And so growing up, my mom very much made it a, th a point to expose me to that process. So we'd go to buy fabric together. Um, she let me pick out patterns. Um, she taught me how to use like professional machines. I just, I'm not a patient person. I, you know, <laughs> like I can't make a garment myself, but I can help my mom do it. So being in Sophia's studio was just bringing back all of those lessons for me that my mom taught me, you know, like how much time goes into garments. And so I think that's why for me too, in general, like I can't just buy something knowing I'm only going to wear it a few times. Like I'm very conscious, like, mm, oh, if mm -hmm. I buy something, I have to be sure that I'm going to keep this for years. I'm going to get some good use out of this. Yeah. Otherwise, I spent my money for nothing, which is the conversation I always have with myself. Yeah. It really brought into focus, like, I want to invest in pants that are going to be my all-the-time pants. Especially with thinking about someone like Sofia and uh, Jessica Cotrim, who's our floral designer, who we talked about in the third episode of the series. Jessica, she talks about designing her bouquets and her arrangements with her brain and her heart and her intuition. So let's talk about how, at least when it comes to that element of adornment, especially our home adornment, how intuition, what our gut tells us, might actually be the key to doing the right thing. That's what I really appreciated about Jessica is that she was very vocal about like, a lot of what goes into my designing is my ancestral intuition. I, I'm spiritual myself, and I do feel like I've relied on my intuition to make life decisions, you know, knowing that that's a big part of my identity. But right now in this like funk period where it's like, oh, I, I don't feel connected. I was like, how can I feel that again? And for Jessica, it's really like, tapping into nature and florals and how different flowers are associated to um, the different women in her life, her grandmothers, and all of that knowledge that comes through that. I 
saw myself in that. Like, yes, that's what I used to feel. So like, I want to see somebody else do that in real time and, and kind of remind myself like what it is to tap into that intuition again. And to watch how Jessica puts things together, to watch you put together a bouquet with her was so exciting because you could really see that moment happen where it's like, oh, they're being guided by something we can't see. And it's not a sketchbook. It's not, you know, some app that we find on our computer where we can put things together. And it just tells us like the algorithm didn't tell yeah, you how to put algorithm. it together. You just knew. Mm. And so if you can maybe even share a little bit about how you knew that the flowers you put into your bouquet that we that you called sorbet, um, how did you know? <laughs> how did I know? How did you know? I mean, I was really listening to what Jessica was telling me in that interview was you got to go with what strikes emotion, what strikes joy. And she had buckets of flowers. And, you know, I think I could have gone for the really big sunflowers that she had because those are so striking. But I went for more smaller, more like softer flowers mm -hmm. because I felt like that's what I was needing in that moment more intimate energy in my space and so I picked these like really moody dahlias a deep like plum purple and I guess too I was thinking about what flowers I associate with the women in my lineage and so my tia who I'm very, very close to, and I typically buy flowers for her gravesite here in South San Francisco. I try to buy her irises or anything oh, nice. purple. I just really associate that color with her. And so I think when I saw these flower options and there was like this dark purple, it was like calling to me because that's what I knew, you know, like when I go out to flower stores, I, I gravitate to purple because I know that's the color she liked. My idea. Yeah. You chose today to wear the earrings that you designed with Miss Chelsea Macalino Kalalai, again, the founder of the Wifey's jewelry brand. What is it like to be this hyphy Wifey's out into the world, uh, adorning yourself with a, an original piece that was created in this studio that we're in? Oh my God. Am I an influencer? No. <laughs> um, it just feels so good knowing all the love and and joy that she. I watched her put into the dangly earring that I'm wearing. Like, wearing this, I feel really proud. Like, I don't know. I guess you could compare it to, like, wearing a crown or something. You know, it's kind of like... You're presenting yourself to the world like, look at this. But for me, that's earrings because this really rad artist made them. I feel like I have this support network because a lot of her brand is about like her friends, her her femme, her queer femmes and the community she comes from. And so wearing this product, it feels like there is this larger network that I'm now like Mm -hmm. part of you know <laughs> this wifey's community yeah 
Uh, something that we haven't had a chance to really talk about is that every single person who's a part of this Adorned series, which all the episodes mm-hmm. are out now, so I hope folks get a chance to listen to them, is that everybody reps San Francisco and the Bay Area so hard, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious for you, who isn't necessarily a San Francisco native, but I feel mm-hmm. also reps this the Bay Area very strongly. How did that all feel knowing that you, you talk about being a part of this community that now the Bay Area is your community and that you are adorning yourself to go out into the Bay Area community to be one and the same as the residents that we talk to. Mm. Yeah, I think I come from it from a deep place of like awe and admiration Mm -hmm. for Frisco aesthetics. For example, I really think of like clean derby jackets. Um, (laughs) I love that. I think of Ben Davis jackets and shirts. And my grandfather who lived here had like, he didn't have a a derby jacket himself, but he had a jacket that looked like it. And I remember the first time I got my own derby jacket like eight years ago. And I just, I just remember feeling so much pride. Like I have a good jacket and he would be very proud of that. Um, And so for me being able to talk to other creatives who are so proud of being from this soil it it kind of like was my homage to to this city and how I just have so much deep reverence for artists who grew up here and are making art that is striving to like keep that funky that goofy energy alive here in the city we started this conversation with you talking about the the reason for the journey and how you know yourself to be funky and goofy and you want to come back into that that skin. So where are you in that journey to get back into that skin? Y'all, I'm a new person. I'm changed. I had a, I had a glow up. Epiphany, aha moments <laughs> aplenty. But I do honestly feel a lot more curious and open-minded and positive but really I on this journey to like myself again and I think I feel like I'm enjoying my own company again um I'm enjoying just looking at myself I know that I don't know if that sounds vain but no not at all I think there was a deep period where I was just like every time I caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror or just like I don't know who that person is right now I just felt very estranged, I guess, is the best way to put it. We're our biggest critics. We always have been and we always will be. True. And I think this this adornment series, like, I do feel like it was successful in that I, I'm feeling fun again. I feel like I'm liking myself again. It doesn't feel like an end, like... Ta-da! ta-da! It's over! <laughs> but I, I can honestly say I feel so much more embodied in myself and in my skin than when I started this. Nice. I'm going to stand in for a listener and say, Marisol, based off of the takeaways that you've been able to gather from having done this series, what are some pieces of advice that you would share with me? I think, what would your inner child, what would make Hmm. your inner child happy? And I think like, I'm going back to having a lot of colors in my wardrobe 
because that's what younger me would make me happy. I think I had that, that this like moment of like, oh, to prove I'm grown and mature, I'm just gonna wear like dark colors, which don't get me wrong, goth is chic. I love black outfits, but like, it's also really nice to feel excited. And I think colors make me feel excited. And so in trying to adorn myself, I'm thinking about like, what would feed my inner child? What would my inner child want to see in an adult? Like, oh, that it's okay to like be funky and be groovy, not so serious all the time. And so I guess my advice to other people is to think about like, what would feed your inner child? All four episodes are out of the Adorn series featuring perfumer Mauricio Garcia, clothing designer and clothing maker Sofia Mitty, floral designer Jessica Cotrim, and jewelry maker and the founder of Wifey's, Chelsea Macalino Kalalai. Uh, Marisol, this has been so much fun, and I'm so grateful to you that you invited me to be a part of this uh, adornment journey with you by going to some of these different places. And yeah, just to, to be a witness to all the change that you've experienced, that we've experienced through you, and all the experiences are, that are yet to come. Mm. Thank you for being on this journey with me, Jorge. Yay, high five. High five. <laughs> <laughs> This Right Now series, Adorned, was produced by the fabulous Jorge Olivares and hosted by me, Marisol Medina Cadena. Chris Hambrick is our wicked cool editor. Christopher Beale is our amazing engineer. And the Right Now team also includes Pendarvis Harshaw, Cherie Bishop, and Bryce Stottenborough. We get additional support from Jen Chien, Katie Sprenger, Cesar Saldana, and Holly Kernan. Again, Thanks so much for listening to my adornment journey. I'd really love to know what your rituals are. How do you love on yourself? How do you adorn yourself? You can tweet me, beat me at Marisol Reports on Twitter, or send me an email at mmedina at kqed.org. Right Nowish is a KQED production. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.